0: So head on over to, to com and let's have a chat.
1: You know, you always have more things to spend money on than money to spend. HR, you have hiring and firing, you have product development, you have marketing and sales, you have rent, and you have legal. All these things are competing for your dollars. And so one of the things that typically gets pushed to the back, and I get why, it's legal stuff because you're saying, oh, we'll wait, we'll wait for that down the road. Getting a strategy in place is, is better. In other words, if you maybe you can't do it today, but you say, okay, when is our deadlines? when do we have to have these things done? And then let's work our way backwards to say, okay, now we know we have to have these things. we don't can't do it today, so let's get that strategy or that roadmap. And I think that that one, more than anything else if you can get that idea in place of hey in six months or a year, when we hit this mark, this is what we're going to do on this front. When we hit a year and a half or we hit this much sales or we have this much brand value and reputation, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. That alone is going to probably spare people more heartache later down the road because they get things done rather than missing later on.
0: Are you making every decision in your business? Maybe feeling a little overworked and overwhelmed? Do you ever wish you had someone to go over the big decisions and entrepreneurial choices you had to make? Well, maybe this sounds familiar. Your partner at home doesn't want to hear about business anymore, and your friends don't know what the heck you're talking about. And maybe your team at work, well, even though you have an open-door policy... They're not always as open as you'd like them to be. Well, there's good news. I have room for two more one on one coaching clients next quarter. And, you know, here's how it works we'll get together on Zoom either every week or every second week to discuss the strategies and frameworks that will clarify your thinking and advance your business and entrepreneurial life. It's all about the five P's, your promise, your product, your process, your people, and your profit. Once they're better aligned, you'll enjoy a better life and business. Remember, you own your business and it shouldn't own you. It's time to reduce the frustrations and increase the freedoms. So if this sounds interesting, go to simplifyingentrepreneurship.com forward slash call to book a freedom call with me and we'll see if we're a right fit. (laughs) Hey, it's Pete, and welcome to another edition of the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast. We're helping you cut through the chaos of running a business and transforming your frustrations into freedoms. And today, I had the opportunity to speak with Devin Miller. And Devin is a lifelong serial entrepreneur that started several businesses. He's also a lawyer and, in fact, an IP lawyer. So we're going to talk IP, your intellectual property, as well as What's the difference between a patent and a trademark? We're going to get into all the ideas about why you want a patent or a trademark or if you need one. So it's a great conversation. If it's been something you've been thinking about and you maybe don't know enough about it or you're interested in learning more, we'll dig into it here on the Simplifying Entrepreneurship podcast today with Devin Miller. Mm-hmm. Devin Miller, it is great to have you here today on the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast. Hey, I'm excited to be here and always a pleasure. We haven't had this conversation on the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast, but it's an important one and I'm excited here today to talk about all things around IP and trademarks and patents and all of that good stuff. And I know that's where you live and your your zone of uh, influence basically around that. So excited to have you on board here today. So, you know, one of the questions that I know I've worked with patent lawyers and stuff as part of my coaching side of things in the past, but I know one of the questions that often comes up with entrepreneurs is what's the difference between a patent and a trademark?
1: Yeah, and I would take it as even one step further as... What is intellectual property and then what is a patent trademark? Intellectual property is kind of an umbrella term. It incorporates patents, trademarks, and copyrights. So a lot of times when people say IP or intellectual property, they can be referring to one or all of the above because it's kind of that umbrella term. So if you are to think of patents, patents really go towards invention. So something that has a functionality, it done something, you created it. It can be software, it can be electrical, it can be hardware, any or all of the above, but it just has to kind of have that functionality. It solves a problem and it does something. The trademarks are going to go towards more of a brand. So, if you're anything that's really towards branding, so if you're to think of name of a company, name of a product, a logo, a catchphrase, something of that nature that goes towards your brand falls under trademarks. And then copyrights are kind of the last one, and copyrights are more on the creative side. So, anything that's kind of of that more creative nature. So, if you think of a book, your picture, sculpting, painting, a movie, a television show, a podcast, any of any or all of the above it's going to be under more of those creative nature. It's going to go into copyright. So that's kind of always the first step is to get a better understanding of what each of uh, each one of those are because they have different purposes and may fit uh, your business differently depending on what you're doing.
0: Yeah, I know. Like for me, we own some shoe stores and they're called ShoeTopia. And we have a brand around that and a logo around that and everything. And we have that trademarked. And it's an important piece of our intellectual property with regards to our, our brand and our store and, and owning that, right? And there's value behind that too for the future if you ever do want to sell it.
1: Yeah, no, and that, that's kind of gets getting almost the, the purpose of intellectual property. I and mean, kind of as, you know, first of all, you have to figure out which one is valuable to your business, but then you do that. There are kind of two reasons why you generally get intellectual property, whether it's patent, trademark, or copyright, kind of the same purpose. One is a defensive posture. Hey, I want you, if somebody were to come along, they were to rip us off, copy us, knock us off, or otherwise, we want to have some way to fend off competitors. So if we put in all this time, money, and effort, whether it's creating the next best widget, the next best smartphone, or creating a great brand, or you write the next best Tom Clancy book, or whatever it might be, you want to be able to protect that. And then the other one is you want to do that as an asset, which is you touched on. And you know most people to say, well, it's really for protection. But it can also work as an asset because now you're able to encapsulate and capture as an actual you know, tangible asset or as intellectual property, something that, hey, hey, we put in a ton of time building this brand and we really want to be able to have that as an asset. You think of some of the biggest companies in the world and they have a ton of money tied up in their brand. You think of Pepsi, Coke, Apple, Samsung, Nike, Adidas or whatever. And you think, hey, those are really name recognizable. They put in a ton of marketing effort and they build a brand around it. And that's what you're encapsulating. So it becomes an asset for them. Same thing with if you do think of all the, you know, whether it's just an iPhone or a Samsung Galaxy or whatever the widget is or the thing you're looking at. They put in a ton of research, development, time and effort to build that. And so they want to encapsulate that as an asset for the business, not just as per, for protection, but as you mentioned, is as an asset that you can purchase, you can sell, you can license and you can do other things with.
0: You know, Devin, a lot of our podcast listeners are small business owners and they're thinking to themselves, well, why do I need a patent? Or why do I need a trademark? Or why do I need to protect my IP? Why don't you give us a couple of reasons why people who are either just starting up or maybe have been in business for a while and are at that level where they're kind of contemplating, but they don't really know if they need to and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. And and I would say, you know, the first question is whether or not you need it. Some, some people don't need it. Generally the people that don't fall in any of the categories. I'll walk you through the quick categories of what they are. But if you're a mom and pop shop that, and nothing is, are against them, I think they're great. They're amicable. They are serving the local community. They just have you know a single location or a couple of locations that are serving the, the you know the, the few blocks surrounding them. You probably don't need any of them because you not you don't fit in that, and it doesn't provide you the value. But where you're really looking at is so if you're to go for a, a patent, patents are generally hey, I want to, I'm going to put a lot of time, money and effort to develop a great new product. And you were saying, even as a startup, because a lot of businesses, yeah, they get bigger and later on and they continue on. But you know, as a startup, you're really looking for, we're going to create the next great best product in whatever industry you're doing. And that requires one investment dollars that requires a lot of time, money and effort. And there's, you know, that R&D that goes into it. And so the patent is really there to say even as a startup you're really saying i want to if we're going to invest all this time money and effort we want to have something that is protected and gives us that ability to keep that proprietary or to to us so that's where you start out as a as a a startup or a small business and the other thing a lot of times is especially for patents is you're saying hey if we're going to go out and do a venture capital, we're going to do venture capital angel investors we're going to go out and do a fundraising round or multiple ones a lot of times a patent gives you ability to Get a, a higher leverage your valuation, get a higher valuation because now they're saying, "Hey, these aren't just ideas, but you've actually gone the route to the routes of protecting them, and this is now you know something that's tangible or investable that they can secure their assets against." Now, if you're saying, "Hey, I'm not creating any great widgets, I'm not doing that, I'm just creating a brand, I'm going to do the best customer service, we're going to really just make it a good experience, we're going to do, we got a great marketing team, we know social media or SEO or whatever that might be, we're just a brand," so. We, yep, you probably don't need a patent. But what you do do is as you're building that brand, if you're starting out small and you're saying, hey, we're just going to you know, do a little brand and it's going to be a fun little side hustle in a business, probably doesn't make sense. But if your goal is you're going to build a business, you're going to invest in it, you're going to build a reputation, you're going to do all those marketing dollars, all those types of things, even when you're small, you're saying, if you're investing all that, what you don't want is somebody else to, as you now build a brand, as you now grow, come along and one either find out that somebody already owns that brand, and now you're infringing theirs, and guess what? Now you're gonna redo all of your branding. You're gonna, you know, redo all of your logos. You're gonna do rebrand everything. Not fun and it's expensive. Or two, you find out we've put all this time, money, and effort. We built a great brand, and now we got all these copycats that want to leverage and come along and otherwise write our coattails to leverage our brand in order to build their businesses. And you're saying, hey. I don't care if you build your own business, but don't lever, don't take our brand and use all of our time, money, and effort. So those are kind of why you're starting to say, even as a startup or a small business, that's really when you're going to consider it. Is so you can, whether it's building a brand or building a widget or whatnot, that you can protect is what you're doing, such that you can capture that value and make sure that others aren't leveraging the value of all the investment you put into the business.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, that was definitely one of the reasons why we went the trademark route with Shutopia. I mean, as we're gaining traction online and as we're gaining traction within our marketplace and all that sort of stuff is like, we don't want other people. I mean, I'm in Canada. So, you know, we, we took out a Canadian trademark with regards to that. You know, there are some Shutopias in the States, but that wasn't as big a concern. So even from that perspective, talk a little bit about your regional trademarks versus worldwide trademarks for those that are interested in that sort of stuff
1: isn't really anything as such as a world whether it's patent trademarks come you can't get it worldwide now you can get them in each of the individual companies but there's you know we'll get people come in their offices i just want to protect this worldwide it's going to blow up and be the best thing and everybody's going to want to buy it in every country and they'll say well there isn't a worldwide copyright there isn't a worldwide trademark or patent so what you can do is you can file it in each individual country
0: This episode of the Simplifying Entrepreneurship podcast is brought to you by shootopia.ca. I've owned shootopia now for over 12 years, and we're always looking to ensure our clients look great and feel fantastic. Like when you look in the mirror and you say, Ooh, I look pretty good. And when you close your eyes and you say, ah, those feel fantastic. That's when you know you found the perfect pair. Whether you come for a visit in person or visit us online at shootopia.ca, our goal is always to make you feel like family and provide an experience you'll remember. Our clients are at the very heart of shootopia. Visit us at shootopia.ca. Currently, we're only shipping to Canadian addresses.
1: Just to give you a warning, even the biggest companies that I've worked for, and I, you know, Prior to starting my firm, I worked for an Amazon and Intel and others. They didn't do it in every country because it gets exorbitantly expensive and it doesn't have a return in every country. In other words, if you go and get a trademark or a patent in Madagascar, you can do it. But unless you plan on selling your product in Madagascar, it doesn't make sense. Nothing against Madagascar. I'm just giving them as an example. So that's why when you're looking at whether it's patent, trademark, or copyright and really kind of falls in the same gear or same boat, you're looking and saying, First of all, identify the, or the value of your business. Are you a product company and you need a, you know, you're creating and you're doing technology or other things, you need a patent or you, you made something new or you a brand company and you need a trademark or are you creative and you're writing and doing a great book or a great movie or something like that and you're on the copyright. The second thing you do is you look and say, where's our marketplace at? In other words, they're saying, hey, 90% of where we're going to sell is in Canada. And yes, a small percentage will be in the U.S., but 90% in Canada then I would say spend your time and money and effort on making sure you have it locked down in Canada. And then maybe if you have that other 10% in the U.S., then you grow out and you build into the U.S. But on the other hand, you know, we have some clients that are in the medical device re- arena and they are saying they have two big markets. The U.S. is a huge market because by by and far the U.S. Are, spends more on their medical devices and medical equipment than any other country but then the second one is they're saying Europe is another one because Europe has different standards for how you can get a medically approved device. And so they're saying we have needs in both or both locations. So we go and get some things in the EU. We get our mm-hmm. trademarks and uh, patents in the, in the US. And so it's really more focused where your bulk of your cells are and where your customers are and protected there. And then if you're saying, Hey, yeah, we have two cells in Madagascar or two percent of our cells are in Madagascar but it doesn't make sense to invest there because the return isn't there. So that's kind of how you you start to delineate out between the various countries.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's interesting because a lot of people when they start to think about it, they think that it's going to be a worldwide one and that was that's something that a lot of people have, oh, I didn't know, you know, from from that side of things. So it's interesting to to really sort of work around the framework of where you do business and understand that you want to own it there more than anything else at least to begin, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, eventually you might get there and there are worldwide products. We even look at Apple for a long period of time. They didn't, they weren't in China. Like they didn't want to deal with knockoff. They weren't in there. Now they are, but for a long period of time, they were one of the biggest companies in the world and they still weren't necessarily worldwide for quite a period of time. And so just because you think eventually this might be worldwide, start out where you're reasonably going to be in the next few years. Make sure you get that protection locked down. And then if you continue to grow and you enter new markets, then worry about it at that point.
0: Cool. You know, one of the things that we like to do on the Simplifying Entrepreneurship podcast is give people sort of something they can do right as soon as they finish listening to the podcast. And if you were to sort of nail it down to one or two things that they can do regarding this whole idea around, you know, the trademarks, the copyrights, the patents, what would they be so that they can really get to work soon as they finish listening here?
1: Yeah, I'll give a couple. One is, and one's a bit of a shameless self-promotion, but it's really not self-promotion because it's what I would recommend anyway. Which is, I would get a strategy in place because most of the time, a lot of times, especially if you're a startup or a small business, you know, you always have more things to spend money on than money to spend. You have HR, you have hiring and firing, you have product development, you have marketing and sales, you have rent, and you have all these things that are comp- and you have legal. And all these things that are competing for your dollars, and you never have enough money to spend on all of them. And so one of the things that typically gets pushed to the back and I get why it's the legal stuff because you're saying, Oh, we'll wait, we'll wait for that down the road and getting a strategy in place is, is better. In other words, if you, maybe you can't do it today, but you say, okay, when is our deadlines? When do we have to have these things done? And then let's work our way backwards to say, okay, now we know we have to have these things. We don't, can't do it today. So let's get that strategy, or that roadmap. And I think that that one more than anything else, if you can get that idea in place of, Hey, In six months or a year, when we hit this mark, this is what we're going to do on this front. When we hit a year and a half, or we hit this much sales, or we have this much brand value and reputation, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. That alone is going to probably spare people more heartache later down the road because they get things done rather than missing later on. Now, you can do it on your own, and I, you know, definitely get when you're in startup mode, you have to do it on your own because you don't have the money. But one of the other things that I would recommend, and that's why I say it was a shameless plug, is I would go and. You can get a free consultation, free strategy meeting, and that's what we do. Spend 15, 20 minutes, at least get an understanding of what you need to do for your business. And even if you can't get started today, get that strategy and that roadmap. So if they wanted to do it with us, they can go to strategymeeting.com. That links right to my calendar and then grab some time and we'll have that strategy session. But even if you don't do it with me, make sure you do a strategy or sit down and strategize or amongst yourselves. Then the other thing I would do is do your research. And figure out, is is what you're doing or what you're creating actually worthwhile? You know, the ironic thing is, is I'll have people that come into my office more more than I, you know, that they make care to admit. And they'll say, I've got this great idea. And it's going to be earth shattering. And I say, you know, it really seems like I've seen that before. You know, did you happen to do any homework or see if that's out in the marketplace? No, but I'm, you know, but I'm sure it's not. It's a great idea. And so why don't we spend five minutes? Let's just look it up. And then we'll we'll spend about two minutes googling and say, so is this the way you had in mind? Oh, yeah, that's what you well, you might have a problem with this already out in the marketplace and selling. You're going to have to figure out what your strategy is to outcompete with them. So do your homework first, see if it's something that's worthwhile to invest in, and then assuming it is and you're building a business or getting going, then get that strategy in
0: place. Love that, love that. So other than that, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way, Devin, as we wrap this thing up here today? Sure,
1: yeah. I'll give three different ways depending on what they want to reach out to. So the one we've already hit on, strategy meeting, that's kind of a one-on-one Consultation where we sit down, strategize for your business. It's not going to be an end all be all of answering every possible question you can have, but it gives you a pretty good basis for making it decisions and getting that roadmap in place. So, strategymeeting.com to grab some time with. me. Cool. If they just want to grab, you know, come check out our website, they want to learn more. We have a ton of material. We have our own podcast, it's completely different than this one. We have a ton of videos, we have content, we have articles, we have just about every way you can consume because we're really here looking to help startups and small businesses. So they can go to LawWithMiller, all one word, LawWithMiller.com, check out our website. Then the last one is, I'm a huge believer in LinkedIn. I love to connect on people with LinkedIn. I don't really use much of any other social media platform, but I do like LinkedIn. So if they just go to MeetMiller.com, that goes right to my LinkedIn profile. So MeetMiller.com if you want to connect up with me on LinkedIn, LawWithMiller.com for our website, and StrategyMeeting.com if they want to chat with me.
0: Well, thanks so much for spending some time. I think there's been a lot of great, useful information here today around all of the things IP and such an important piece of businesses as we grow and experience that growth. We want to make sure we're protected, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: All right, man. It's been a pleasure having you here on The Simplifying Entrepreneurship. Make it a great day. You as
1: well. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks for spending some time here today with Devin and I, and think about how you can apply this whole concept of intellectual property, your trademark. Do you even need one? And if you do, have you started with it yet? are you a creator? Is it something that you've designed that is maybe unique enough to put a patent through or copywriting things? Like in my coaching business, you know, the idea of copywriting tools and different creations that I'm creating, you know, all of those things, what are you creating? What do you need to protect in order to protect your business? Because ultimately, as most of the listeners to this podcast, we are entrepreneurs and we need to protect what we're growing here because, because that's a huge and often the biggest investment that we have going for our lives and our future. You lead your business and it shouldn't be leading you. So remember that clarity creates confidence and confidence ignites momentum. And if you're not feeling confident about your protection within your business, then this is something you need to pursue a little bit. So if you like the podcast, please share it with your friends And subscribe to our Simplifying Entrepreneurship YouTube channel. I'd love your feedback in the comments section of YouTube and will personally respond to each one. I'm interested to hear about future topics you'd like me to cover or future guests you'd like to hear from. And you can help me out by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify or Apple and rating and reviewing the episode on Apple by leaving us up to a five-star review. If you'd like the podcast and would like to support it, I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Pete Moore, where you can support the podcast at whichever level you like. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook. The links are in the show notes. and. Kind of like Devin was saying, I'm a big person on LinkedIn. So that's where you'll find me most often. And last of all, you can check out my website at more.coach. That's M O H R.C O A C H. And until next time, make it a great day.
1: An ironic media production. Visit us at I R O M I C K media.com.